Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Today, we have Stu Minshew all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Stu is an entrepreneur and has his own company by the name The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Now, when you think about The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, what comes to mind? For me, it's about stress working around stress, anxiety, burnout, and those kinds of things. And that's what Stu does with all his entrepreneur clients that he works with. But before that, he had his own journey. He had his own challenges with burnout and stress and all that, that he worked through, tackled, and as a result came out of it, and now is spending time teaching others what has worked for him. So welcome, Stu. Thank you, Rajiv. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your company? Well, yeah. So my name is uh, Stu Minshew, as Rajiv told you, and uh, I'm CEO and founder of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, where I work with entrepreneurs to equip them to accelerate the growth of their business and create more balance in their life by reducing fear, managing change, and preventing burnout. Um, so working with a lot of different types of entrepreneurs, specifically in those areas around fear, anxiety, and burnout specifically. Let's go back and revisit your journey, right? So, yeah. you know, after your college and all, where what did you start off with? You know, where did you begin your career? Yeah, so I began my career in Nairobi, Kenya. So I went over there shortly after graduating college and getting married. Me and my wife moved over there um, and we're running a program. Um, and I didn't know much about business. I had a sociology degree, but was um, I had the opportunity to run this leadership and team development program located at a conference center in Nairobi, Kenya, and did that for a few years. But after about a year and a half, changed direction. The conference center changed direction, and we moved um, to uh, closing down our program. And so we really had to figure out what to do. And so at that point, I partnered with someone. I'm a Kenyan businessman and the original founder of the program, and we decided to create our own business. And so that was my first kind of step into entrepreneurship. Um, I didn't have a business background, just kind of jumped into it and had to figure it out. What does it look like to run a business? And so I really enjoyed it and continued doing that um, for the next few years. But during that time, I was working a lot and didn't didn't really know about what it meant to kind of create that balance in your life. And so at the time I was working you know, 12, 13 hour days. And I remember one day in particular when I left home, it was before the sun came up. It was before our first son um, woke up for the morning. Um, and I when I was coming back home and pulling into the driveway, he was on the porch and he saw me. And he started jumping up and down. He was excited that, that I was back home after being away from the house for about 13 hours. And so I rushed in, was able to you know, play with him for a few minutes, about 30 minutes. And then it was his bedtime. And at that point, I realized that I didn't want this to continue. I didn't want to continue working these 12, 13 hour days, not getting to see my wife and kids um, for very long, you know, just getting back home right before my kids went to bed. But I didn't know what to do about it. The only model I had for entrepreneurship was go out there, hustle, work as hard as you can, work more hours than the next guy, and that's the only way you're going to succeed. Um, so I continued that way. Ended up starting a couple more businesses, one in the U.S., was able to move back to Kenya, 
around 2013 and started another business around leadership and team development consulting um, and then moved back to the U.S. again in 2015. And so when we did that, I uh, took a, a job with a international development, uh, community development organization, came on as their vice president of operations and eventually their vice president of innovation. But during that time, started another business on the side. And I was doing that on top of my other job and kind of had that same mentality of I've got to work as long as I can and hustle as hard as I can and started doing that on top of the other work that I was doing and just hit a wall. I got to the point where I was overwhelmed. I was burned out and I didn't know what to do. You know, I'd spent the last 10 years saying, hey, I'm not going to do this. But like I said, I didn't have another story. I didn't have another plan on what this looked like. Um, and so I started kind of looking into it. Okay, well, there's going to be something that can help me with this, help me with these feelings of overwhelm, this feeling of anxiety of burning out that's, that's happening. And so at the time, we had moved back from, from Kenya. And so we were going to some therapy to kind of help us with reentry and help our kids with reentry. And so I said, well, there's some tools here that maybe I can apply to my role as an entrepreneur. And so started using some of those tools and started to see some of that anxiety start to relief, um, experience relief from that anxiety, start to see some of that burnout get reversed and started, you know, adapting these tools, making them, you know, fit better to my situation. And so then I said, you know, I've, I've got this problem, you know, and I've seen it in other entrepreneurs. I had spent some years coaching and mentoring other entrepreneurs in their area of finance and operations. And while I would work with them, I would also see them having these mental struggles of feeling like they didn't have the skills to do it, that they didn't have the abilities to do it and really get overwhelmed and start to experience anxiety and to feel burned out. And so I knew that other entrepreneurs experienced it. So I looked into how big of a problem this was and was just astounded um, by what I found, just that you know, entrepreneurs are much more likely to suffer from depression. They're much more likely to have substance abuse. They're more likely to have suicidal thoughts. And it's all of this stress that comes with growing, starting, running a business. And so I said, well, you know, there seems to be a problem. There must be some other tools out there. And went again and tried to look and see if I could find something and didn't find much. And so you know, about a year ago, decided to pivot from doing operational and financial consulting and said, hey, I want to work specifically with entrepreneurs on these areas because it is a big need and there's not really anything available out there. And they're hearing, you know, this story, too, that the only way to succeed in your business is to work these long hours, to work as hard as you can and neglect these other parts of your life to really make your business succeed. Um, and I was starting to find out that that wasn't true, that that was kind of a false story, that there are other ways to succeed in your business. And actually taking care of yourself causes you to be able to make better decisions, to tap into a creativity that you don't have when you're tired and when, when you're burned out. And you can actually experience greater growth if you take that time to make sure that you're well cared for, um, that your relationships around you are healthy and those people are supporting you can actually help accelerate your business growth in that way and can just help you be healthier, both physically and mentally as a person. And so that's kind of my story, what 
you know, where I started and what led me to this point and just where I developed the passion to really help un- other entrepreneurs who are going through some of the things that I've gone through. So when we look at your own life, right, you actually went through the struggle as a result, you figured it out and then you were out there trying to help others. So if I were to ask you to distill what worked for you, what would you attribute that to? So I think it's really acknowledging that I have these these issues in my life. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have trouble, you know, calling out what their experience is, you know, admitting that they have fear, things that they're afraid of, whether that be afraid of running out of money, that be afraid of, you know, their business failing. They're they're not willing to share that because they're afraid of what people may think about them. And as they look at other entrepreneurs, they say, all these entrepreneurs, they have it together. And I don't. I'm struggling inside. But what you find is when you sit down with other entrepreneurs, they're feeling the exact same things. Um, and most entrepreneurs out there are. And so just kind of getting to that place, that safe space where I could say, yes, I'm having these struggles. I'm feeling fear and anxiety. I'm feeling burnout and I need to do something to address it. So I kind of got to that point because I knew it wasn't going to be sustainable. You know, if I kept on going down that path, you know, different things were going to happen. My business was going to fail. I was going to ruin relationships with my kids, with my wife, with my friends. And I didn't want that to happen. So I had to get to that place where I had to admit that I'm dealing, need to deal with these issues. And then once I knew that those issues were happening, realizing how they're affecting me, how they're affecting my decision-making abilities, how they're keeping me from being able to tap in to my creativity, how they're keeping me from creating healthy relationships with the people around me, um, and then start to take those proactive steps of saying, okay, I don't want this to be this way anymore. I have to do something to change my behaviors, change my habits so that I can develop better behaviors, healthier behaviors, healthier habits, and get to a healthier place both mentally and physically as an entrepreneur. And so taking better care of myself. So that's kind of the process that I was able to go through and I helped take other entrepreneurs through as well. So when it comes to, you know, your family and and the support that they need to provide for you to be successful in this journey, how important is that? It's crucial. It's it's huge. Um, you know, because a lot of entrepreneurs are on what I like to call the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship. So, you know, when their business is doing well, you know, they're experiencing a high, even though things may be falling apart at home. And kind of the same thing when their business is doing is not doing well. Um, kind of everything is is terrible. Everything is awful, even though they may have a strong system of support at home. Um, so you really have to be able to look at that support system, those other relationships, because those relationships are going to be the ones that help you when things aren't going well and provide you with that support and encouragement and be able to care for you, you know, when things may not be going well, or maybe even if they are going well, they're the ones who are really going to rally around you and provide that support and that community that you need. Cause that's, that's essential. You know, entrepreneurship can be a very lonely place at times and you can feel like the whole burden is on you to get this thing up and running. You, you kind of become one with your company, which is really unhealthy when you start to identify with your company. So you need that community and that can look like friends and family. It can look like other entrepreneurs, but you need those people that you can 
voice your challenges with and share them with and that they can come alongside you and help however way they can, either offering advice or encouragement. Because if you don't, you can get lonely, you can get to that place that can push you down into that depression, push you towards that burnout um, where you feel like it's alone and it's all on me to make this thing happen when that's, you know, that's not true. There's a lot of things outside of your business that are going to affect you that have nothing to do with you and, and are out of your control. And so it's not healthy to kind of feel the pressure of those things. So that community of support can really make a difference in kind of coming along you, helping you, you know, realize that and provide that support and encouragement that you need. So, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurs here and burnout and those challenges. But, you know, I, I would say that something similar happens even with career professionals, people that are actually working jobs. And in, in a lot of cases, you know, it's it's pretty severe even in those that are working jobs. Mm-hmm. Have you had some of those people get in touch with you? I have. I would say probably besides entrepreneurs, probably the next group would be sales. You know, people who have a lot of pressure to kind of meet those numbers, um, you know, sell a certain amount, you know, they experience a lot of that burnout as well. And there's a lot of turnover in those types of positions. Um, so it's essential, you know, for those people as well to be able to know how they need to take care of themselves and have, you know, those communities of support around them. So, yeah, it's not only with entrepreneurs. It's a pretty big issue with entrepreneurs, but I definitely think that there are other professionals um, who feel that as well. A lot of, you know, different industries, but I see that a lot in, in people who come from a sales background or the sales profession. So with the current state of situation, you know, especially coronavirus and businesses mm-hmm. shutting down or uh, people having cash flow problems and that kind of stuff, what do you see uh, in terms of uh, your clients or prospects reaching out? Are the challenges pretty similar or have they morphed into something totally different? Yeah, I mean, the challenges are different, uh, but how you approach them is the same. Um, So, you know, whether it's, you know, coronavirus has started and you've had to close down your brick and mortar store um, or whether it's, you know, you're, you know, having issues kind of going out there and tapping into your client base. Or you're having an issue of, oh, I've run out of space for my manufacturing facility and, and now what do I do? You know, there, there are different challenges and they have different aspects to them, but how you approach them is very similar. So when we approach something from a fear mindset, um, what it does is it shuts down the rational thinking part of our brain. And so it doesn't matter what's causing that fear. When we experience it, it shuts down our rational, kind of our slow thinking. And so what we have to do is we have to realize that, that, you know, I'm in a state of fear. I'm not making good decisions. I'm making very negative decisions. I'm not able to tap into my creativity. So I've got to slow down. I've got to let myself relax, kind of look at this situation and saying, yeah, this is a scary situation, but what are the parts of this situation that I can have an impact on? What are the parts that I can change? You know. We're not going to be able to affect, you know, we're not going to be able to change how the coronavirus is affecting us and how our governments are shutting some things down. You know, maybe we can lobby and write, but really we're going to have to figure out, okay, how do I adapt to this? How do I pivot? And to do that, we've got to get out of that fear mindset, realize that we're there, 
say, okay, what's the root cause of that? How do I address that? Now that I've been able to calm down, how can I re-engage the rational thinking part of my brain so I can tap into my creativity and say, okay, what can I do in this situation? What areas can I make a difference? What things can I change? And maybe even bring my team around me and say, hey, let's brainstorm some new ideas. You know, yeah, this is a bad situation and you want to address that and acknowledge that. But you want to say, okay, yes, we're in it. It's hard, but we can do something about it. We don't have to be afraid of that. So let's sit down and brainstorm. What are some possible solutions? What are some things that we can do differently so that we don't just continue to sit here, but we're ready to move forward in despite of the challenges that, you know, that we face and that are, that are currently kind of, um, that we're currently butting up against so that we can move past those challenges. So tell me this, you know, from, from the program standpoint of what you have to offer, do you have them structured more as programs or is it more one-on-one coaching? What do you exactly do? Yeah. So most of it's one-on-one coaching. So we usually spend about 10 weeks going through and really, you know, diving into fear and anxiety and really helping them to understand, you know, what are the different things behind their fear and anxiety? And a lot of that is, you know, their identity. And it, like I mentioned before, their identity is really wrapped up into their, their company. And so whenever anything with their company is threatened, they default to fear and anxiety. And so really addressing that and helping them to see, Hey, your identity is more than just your company. Yeah. An entrepreneur is a part of that. But you're not just your business. You've got other people who are part of that, who are coming around you and helping. You've also got, you know, maybe your, you know, husband or wife, maybe your mom or dad, your brother or sister, your son or daughter. And you've got to realize that those things make up your identity as well and kind of detach yourself from your business a little bit. Um, so really kind of going through that process, helping them do that and now saying, okay, how do we reengage kind of that rational thinking again? And now, how do we prepare ourselves for future challenges that come? And so what are some activities, what are things that you can engage in that are going to help prepare you for those future challenges and make you, you know, more adaptable to that change? And then we also look at the burnout. You know, what are some things that we can do to reverse that burnout? And then again, what are some ways that we can be proactive about keeping burnout at bay? And so that you don't start to lose your motivation, start to lose your passion for the work that you're doing. So how can you set some things in place to really care for yourself and ensure that you don't get overwhelmed, that you don't get exhausted and get back into burnout again in the future? And how's, how's progress tracked? You know, how, how, how are the outcomes measured? So we look at our outcomes. We kind of do, we do an, a pretty thorough assessment at the beginning of the program. People go through and really See, how is their motivation? You know, how is their identity to the company? You know, what are, what are some things that they're struggling with? So looking at that at the beginning and that really informs, okay, what are the really problem areas that we need to dive into and really look at? And then doing that same assessment at the end of the program and being able to see, okay, how much progress have we made? You know, is your, how much has your burnout decreased? You know, how much has the levels of your fear and anxiety decreased based on the 10 weeks that we've been working together? So really looking at those things and trying to put some numbers to those things so that we can measure those things because they can be hard because a lot of times, um, you know, they, it's hard to put a number to those things. But if we look at those things beforehand and after 
and they can continue to measure those things as they go on to continue to see areas that they may need to work on in the future. So really trying to help them visualize, you know, that where they are and visualize that progress and where progress needs to be made by putting a number to it. So for someone who's looking to, how does this whole process start? You know, the, you know, obviously people are in their, in, in a totally different frame of mind when they're going through these challenges and then, you know, and uh, asking for help or seeking help is not top of mind mm-hmm. uh, for them at that point. So how do they find you or what is your recommendation for people going through those kinds of difficulties to find someone that they can work with? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, usually usually it, ha- it takes, you know, some kind of big change um, is usually what sets someone to realizing, okay, I need to address this. And so that could be, you know, someone who has to hire their, you know, they're experiencing some success and they have to hire their first employee. It could be, you know, as I mentioned earlier, someone whose, you know, business is growing and they run out of space and they have to figure out, okay, what is the next step that I need to take? It, it usually takes, you know, kind of a big shift, a big change um, that really sets that of, I need someone to help me deal with this because I'm not dealing with it in a healthy way and it's starting to flow over to, other parts of my life and really affect those. And so when you're realizing that, that's when you need, you know, that's kind of a, a last resort. That's when you really need to get help. You know, I would recommend that any entrepreneur needs to have some kind of supportive community. And that could be a coach like me reaching out to, you know, me and going through, you know, my thoughtful growth program. Um, but it could also be, you know, any kind of support system. You know, there could be a support in, you know, group of other entrepreneurs in your community. Or it could just be, you know, some of your friends that you say, Hey, I really need someone that I can sit down with on a weekly or monthly basis and just be able to talk through the things that I'm experiencing and get some support and encouragement in those areas. So I really encourage any entrepreneur, you know, whether they reach out to me, it doesn't matter, but at least reach out to someone. And have someone that you're able to share these struggles and challenges that you're facing. Because, again, it can be a really lonely place and it can feel like it's falling all on your shoulders when realistically that's not really the case. So you need that person that you can sit down with and at least talk to these through these things with them. And they may not be able to work you through the whole process like I can, but at least they can offer some support and encouragement and help you feel like you're not alone in this journey. So where do people find you, you know, for someone who's interested in discovering themselves and, you know, going through these challenges right now and wants to come out of it, where do they go and find you? Yeah, you can find me at thethoughtfulentrepreneur.com, thethoughtfulentrepreneur, all together, one word, dot com. And you can go there and you can learn a little bit more about the things that I do about my process and you can reach out to me there. Um, and, uh, and you can also email me, you know, my email is stu, S-T-U at thethoughtfulentrepreneur.com. You can also find me, I'm on, on LinkedIn and Facebook as well and Instagram. Um, so those are places that people are able to connect with me as well. But, you know, if you're going through these struggles, if you're feeling these struggles, having these problems, I'd love to, you know, have a further conversation with you and see how I can help. So what's next for uh, the thoughtful entrepreneurs too? Are you coming up with anything different, anything new as we get uh, ready for the rest of this year and get ready to go into next year? Yeah. So one of the things I've, I've mainly done one-on-one coaching. So I just launched my first group program 
Um, so that's actually probably by the time you post this, it'll already be closed, but it's open for registration this week. Um, so yeah, I've seen a lot of people show interest in my program and seen the value of it. And so, you know, decided to open it up as a group program for people who, um, who are really interested in my, my one-on-one program, but maybe not be able to afford it. And so it's a way that they can be part of a group and still get to, you know, learn from me and interact with me and I can answer their questions. Um, but in a group setting instead of a one-on-one setting. You know, this has been a great conversation, Stu, in terms of learning about your own challenges, what you've been through and how you came out of it. And then now you're looking to share it with others in terms of what they can do to find themselves and make sure that they treat stress and burnout for what it is and then have it under control. So before I let you go, I'd like to ask for one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share so I think the biggest thing is, is if you're an entrepreneur out there, make sure that you're taking the time to, to take care of yourself. And that can look like a variety of different ways. It can be, you know, taking time to exercise each day, take time to, you know, grab coffee with a friend and have a conversation, whatever that looks like, you know, healthy eating, find those ways that you can really take care of yourself because that's going to make a huge difference as an entrepreneur and the abilities that you're able to tap into as an entrepreneur. So make sure that you put self-care up there as a priority because that's going to actually increase your ability of success and allow you to tap into that creativity and do lots of things that you didn't think were possible. So make that a priority, taking care of yourself. You know, Stu, one, one thing that I'd like to say is a lot of people feel guilty about taking that time for self-care, right? They feel all of their time and energy should be flowing into whatever they're doing, if it is running a business or doing a job or what it is, or whatever little time they find on top of that, they believe that that, that should be spent spending with the family, with the kids, with, with, the, with the partner, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So a lot of people have an issue with just allocating time for themselves, you know, to build on themselves, whether physically, mentally, spiritually, however it might be. What do you think is the best way to overcome that roadblock so that they don't really feel guilty about it? Yeah. What you got to do is you've got to change your mindset around it because what you'll realize is when you take that time and you come back to your business, you're better than you were before that. You're making better decisions. You've got more energy. And so that's when that mindset changes and you realize that when I take this time for myself and get what I need, it's actually going to make me a better person. I'm going to show up as a better entrepreneur. I'm going to show up as a better friend. I'm going to show up as a better spouse, as a better, you know, parent. These things are actually going to help me do these other parts of my life better. And so it has to be a priority to take the time out and care for yourself so you can show up better in these other parts of your life. And when you realize that, you'll see how important it is to take those steps and to take that time to really care for yourself. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like you mentioned, your self-worth is not always an, tied to your job or your company. And the, generally, that's that's how you end up seeing it. And, you know, because of the amount of time we spend on it, a lot of us look at it from that standpoint to say that, okay, my self-worth is tied to what I do professionally. But I think people have to make the attempt to separate their self-worth and tie it to themselves than to a profession. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Stu. It's been a great pleasure hosting you. Wish you the very best in your business as you take it forward. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will jump in and check out what you have to offer. Yeah, well, it was my pleasure, Rajiv, and thanks for having me on. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. Plan B.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, We pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm